Welcome to your classical story time from American Public Media. I'm Valerie. The story you'll hear today is one you might know as a Walt Disney movie, The Little Mermaid. But the story is much older than that. It was written nearly 200 years ago by a Danish writer famous for fairy tales, Hans Christian Andersen. People who wrote classical music were fascinated by stories about mermaids, especially mermaids who wanted to become human. A composer named Felix Mendelssohn wrote a musical story called The Fair Melusina. It sounds like this. Do you hear how he makes the music sound like ripples in water? A composer named Richard Wagner wrote big operas featuring mermaids, the Rhine Maidens. They lived in a river and guarded magic gold. His music sounds like this. These mermaids might be a little less friendly. Antonin Dvorak wrote music about a mermaid named Rusalka. Dvorak's music sounds like this. In all these stories about mermaids, the mermaid makes a great sacrifice in order to explore the human world. She gives up her voice. Well, at least for a little while. Here's how our story goes. Once upon a time, when sailing ships cross the ocean, Far under the sea was a beautiful kingdom. The ruler of the kingdom, the sea king, had five lovely daughters, mermaids, each born one year apart. The king loved his daughters, and he gave them everything they could wish for. The girls were kind, smart, and strong. They had long, flowing hair. And instead of legs, they each had a long, sleek fishtail that sparkled in the sun, shining through the water. Shades of blue and green and gold reflected the light and looked like jewels. Because the girl's mother died when they were small, their grandma lived with them. She took care of everyone. The royal grandmother was so important, she showed off by wearing oyster shells on her tail. She had many, many more oyster shells than anyone else in the royal family, except for her son, the sea king himself. She was very proud of all her granddaughters, but her favorite was Rusalka. Rusalka had the sweetest face and long, wavy hair that floated around her like a halo. 
It was so long, it touched the tips of her tail fin when she swam. But what her grandma loved best was Rosalka's curious mind. She always wanted to know the whys and hows of everything. Why is the ocean blue? Why do whales need to breathe? Where does water come from? The royal family lived in the deepest part of the deepest sea. No human could swim that deep, so no one had ever discovered the kingdom. The palace was breathtaking. With coral walls covered with gorgeous shells of every color, beautiful sea plants and flowers waved in the garden currents. The tall windows were open so that the friendly sea creatures, fish and whales and dolphins, could drop in for a visit at any time. It was peaceful and pleasant, and nothing ever changed. Rosalka was bored. Her grandmother felt sad for her and said, Don't worry, my dear, for on your 15th birthday, you will experience something very new and different. Lots of your questions will be answered because you will be allowed for one day to swim to the surface of the sea. You will observe the human world and take in the sounds, the smells, some pleasant, some scary. There's hot, bright sunlight. The winds will dry your hair and it will billow around you like silk, tickling your face and shoulders. You'll breathe the air and see great ships with huge white sails moving nearly as fast as we can over the sea. You will meet, but only at a distance, humans. They are beings with two legs, moving at great pace to get everywhere, and yet nowhere. So much to take in in one day, but soon you will know what I mean. What an adventure waits for you, my sweet, curious Rusalka. Oh, I hope so, Grandmama. I can't wait to see what the human world is like. It must be so different from our world. Rusalka's oldest sister, Undine, turned 15 first. And the morning of her departure for the surface, her sisters gathered around to wish her well. Happy birthday! This is so exciting! We're so excited to go! Oh, this is wonderful! I can't wait to hear all about it! Oh, Undine, I can't wait for you to return and tell us exactly what you see and what it's like. I can't wait until my turn next year. I'll be sure and remember everything, Melazina. I'll come straight back and I'll tell you what I've seen. I will have the longest to wait, so please tell me everything so I can imagine. I'll be back tonight. I'll tell you everything. Later that evening, the royal family gathered for a meal. <clears throat> Welcome home, Undine. So what did you think of the human world? At first, it was wonderful. The sun was so bright, I was dazzled. It took me some time to be able to see anything clearly. The first thing I saw was a huge ship going past me real close. 
It smelled of salt and seaweed and fish and wood, and the humans on board were laughing and making so much noise. I've never heard anything quite like it. I swam behind the ship where they couldn't see me and followed it as far as the harbor. But when I got there, the water got murky. It was hard to see. It also smelled awful. It was full of garbage from the humans. I came to the surface just to be able to see where I was going. As I floated near the shore, I could hear very angry voices coming from the town. A crowd of people gathered, and one human started calling the other one names. He said he stole something from him. The other human said it wasn't true. Soon they were fighting and yelling. The crowd cheered. They wanted more fighting. One of the men ended up getting pushed off the wall into the harbor very close to me. I was terrified he'd see me. I had to dive under the awful trash floating near the harbor wall. You know what else? They don't like us mermaids. They think we're evil. It was awful. I thought, if this is what humans are like, I hate them. I swam for home as soon as I could. No, thank you. I have no need to see more. Humans are horrible, filthy creatures. Mmm, yes. What horrible things the humans are doing to our home, the water. We cannot trust them to care for it. We need to stay as far away from them as possible. Thank you for telling us what it was like. The next year, Melusina turned 15, and she too swam for the surface. Later that evening, the royal family again gathered for supper and for her report on what she saw. So, Melusina, what did you think of your day with the humans? Oh, Daddy, it was beautiful. But only at first. When I surfaced, I was near the shore, and the breeze quickly dried my hair and skin. It felt odd. But I liked it. It was just as Grandmama said. I was so enjoying the new feeling. I hardly noticed small humans playing on the beach. I didn't want them to see me and tell others, so I hid behind a big rock. One of the small humans, um, children, I think they're called children, was crying. And I listened very carefully to see why. And then I realized the other children were making fun of him, laughing because he didn't dress like them, and his family didn't have something called money. They called him awful names and threw rocks at him, and then they left him on the beach. He was so unhappy. He cried as if his heart would just break. Oh, I couldn't bear it, so I came back so quickly. Humans are the meanest, cruelest creatures. They can't even get along with each other. I never want to see them again. They are wicked, and they hurt each other. We are much better off down here than they are up there. Disgusting humans. Yes, yes. I think from what you say, my dear, we're better off staying down here where we are safe with all the others who think and behave as we do.
So for the next two years, Rusalka's other sisters had the same story. They were convinced that humans were inferior, not to be trusted, smelly, and kind of stupid. It seemed as if there were nothing good about them. But being curious, Rusalka was still excited about her journey to the human world. On the morning of her birthday, her grandmother sent her off. Remember, Rusalka, do not be seen, do not be heard, and do nothing that will put you in danger. Your curiosity sometimes concerns me, and I want you to be safe. You heard your sister's stories about how terrible these humans are, so keep your distance, and for goodness sake, don't make a sound. Don't worry, Grandma. I'll be careful. Rusalka swam upward, and after a very long swim, she came to the surface. She was almost overwhelmed by the feeling of the warm, bright sun. Her skin dried in the sun very quickly. She had never been dry in her life, nor had she ever breathed air before, and it smelled like nothing she'd ever known. Grass and flowers and burning wood and fish out of water. It was all very strange and new. She remembered all the stories her sisters told her, so she looked around very carefully, keeping an eye out for humans, truthfully a little afraid of them. Still, she was curious. She wanted to see for herself. As her eyes became accustomed to daylight, she realized she must be near the same beach that Melusina had seen, because there was a boy on the beach by himself looking very sad. Rosalka swam closer to the shore, so close she could sit where the waves broke on the sand. The boy was crying softly. He had a big furry dog by his side, and he was hugging the dog tightly. Rosalka wanted to help, so she wiggled up behind a rock, nearly out of the water. Oh, Fiona, I'm so sad. I have no friends but you, and everyone makes fun of me because we're poor. I can't help it. Since father died, we work so hard, and I, I try to make friends, but they seem to hate me if I don't look like them, dress like them, or have what they have. I'm so alone. I know I have you, but sometimes I wish you could talk. Just then, Fiona saw something behind the rock, and she ran toward where Rosalka was hiding. <laughs> Fortunately for Rosalka, she was able to slide back into the water before the dog trapped her on shore. But not without being seen. Luckily, the water was deep enough to hide her fishtail, so she looked just like a human girl swimming. Fiona, quiet. It's just someone swimming. Hello! Hi! What's your name? Do you want to talk? Will you be my friend? Rosalka had been too scared to say a thing. She dived down under the surface, intending to run for home. She also knew if the boy found out she was a mermaid, she'd be in big trouble with the other humans. As she swam under the water, she could faintly hear the boy shouting. Oh, no, don't leave, please. Fiona's a good dog. She won't hurt you. Please don't leave me. Please. Please talk to me. I can't just leave him. 
He's so sad already. What can I do? I can't let him find out I'm a mermaid, but I haven't seen anything of the human world yet. Oh dear, what should I do? Go home? Go back and talk to him? I just might be able to help you, my dear. Who are you? I am Magella, the magnificent magical mermaid. I have an idea that might help you and that sad boy, but you will need great courage to do it. Tell me more. I have been practicing perfecting a magic spell. If you let me use it, you will have legs like a real human, and you will be able to walk around in their world and see more than any other mermaid has seen. Think of the adventure, and think of how you could help that boy who needs a friend. I... I'm not so sure I should. My grandmother told me not to get too close, and not to talk to anyone. Are you a good magician, or an evil one? Oh, I'm very good, my dear. I've been waiting for someone of great courage and kindness to come my way. There are so few of us like that. Someone of our kind who wants to help humans like that little boy. Someone who isn't afraid of the unknown. Someone who has an open mind and who doesn't see the world as right or wrong. Us or them. Say, what exactly did you mean by practicing perfecting a magic spell? What's wrong with it? Oh, well spotted, my dear. I've almost perfected it, but there is a small condition or two you must meet without fail. First, you will not be allowed to talk at all as long as you have legs. It's just one of those things I haven't quite worked out yet. You can speak, but if you do, your tail will return on the spot. And if you're not near water, you will be helpless and may be captured by the humans. And one last teeny little thing, you need to get back into the water by sundown, no later. Your tail will come back when the sun goes down, and you will no longer be able to walk on the earth. Um, if I can help that boy, and if I can see more of the human world, I will do it. Then hold still, and I will cast the spell. Stop wiggling now. Magella, the magnificent magical mermaid, waved her seaweed wand, and suddenly, Rasalka's beautiful glimmering aquamarine tail turned into two human legs. She suddenly sank. She quickly learned it was a whole different way of swimming, slow and awkward. She had to kick her new legs so fast to get back to the surface. She wanted to say thank you to Magella, but remembered she couldn't make a sound or the spell would be broken. So she simply thought to herself, Here we go! And Rusalka popped back up to the surface exactly where she had disappeared. Oh, Fiona, what is it? What do you want? Oh, you came back! Hello! Can you come and play with me? Now, how am I going to answer him if I can't talk? This should be interesting. Wait, I'll nod my head. Oh, I'm so happy. Come on out of the water and we'll play. With that invitation, 
for the first time in mermaid or merman history, Rusalka took her first steps on the sand. She was a little shaky at first, but the boy hardly noticed. Well, you need to get your land legs back if you've been swimming for a while. What's your name? Rusalka knew she couldn't say a word, so she took a stick and spelled her name in the sand. Rus... Rusal... Rusalka? Hello, Rusalka. I'm Owen. Let's go for a walk and we'll go to my house for lunch. Come on, Fiona! So they walked through the village to Owen's house. Rusalka saw so many new and strange things on the way. They walked past the docks, where she saw big ships being unloaded and many huge men working. Her sisters were right about the awful condition of the water in the harbor. It was full of smelly trash bumping up against the seawall. She certainly wouldn't want to swim there. It'd be far too dangerous. Although she didn't like it, she didn't say a word. When they arrived at Owen's tiny house, Rusalka could see they lived a hard life. There wasn't much in the way of furniture, and the food was simple, but it was prepared with love by Owen's mother. They didn't have much, but what they had they were happy to share. As she ate human food for the first time, Rusalka thought bread was delicious. The honey from their own bees and the tomato soup, they were like nothing Rusalka had ever tasted. Owen explained to his mother that Rusalka couldn't talk, but somehow they communicated just with hand gestures and writing short notes on paper. Rusalka felt at home with Owen and his mom, and she especially liked his dog Fiona, who liked Rusalka right back. They played together the rest of the afternoon. Owen had a friend at last. Rusalka was so happy and excited, but then she noticed sunset was nearing, and she knew she had to make her way back to water. She handed a little note to Owen that said, Owen, I've had a wonderful time. I love your family, and I hope we can be best friends. But right now, it's time for me to go home, and I need to get back to the beach. Would you walk back with me? Oh, I'm so sad again, Rasalka. You, you've been so kind, and I've had more fun in this one day than I've ever had in my whole life. Do you have to go? Rasalka nodded. She was sad, too. It surprised her that she didn't really want to go back. Not if that meant she couldn't visit Owen and his mother again. They headed slowly back to the beach. As they neared the village, the same boys who had bullied Owen earlier came out of the shadows. Hey, ugly duckling, where do you think you're going? And who's this hanging around with you? You must be a loser if you're hanging around with this loser. Loser, loser, what a loser. loser. Leave it, leave us alone. She hasn't done anything to you. Stop it. Who's going to make us stop? Get some rocks. We'll teach you to talk back, poor boy scum. And your girlfriend, too. Those boys picked up a big rock and threw it at Rosalka. Owen stepped in to shield her at the last moment, and he was hit hard. He fell over. Without thinking, Rusalka decided she'd had enough, and she shrieked a frightening high mermaid shriek. Enough! Who do you think you are? 
Stop this now! Go away! With those words, Rosalka's legs disappeared and her long, strong tail reappeared. She flopped helplessly on the ground, unable to walk. The boys were terrified. They'd heard stories of mermaids and how if you heard a mermaid's voice, you could be cursed. So they ran away as fast as they could. Owen! Owen, wake up! Are you all right? Yes, yeah, I, th- I think so. My head hurts something awful, but I, I, I think I'm all right. Oh! You're a mermaid? Oh, but I thought... Oh, no! Oh, no! Wait, Owen! I know what you think. That if you hear or see a mermaid, very bad things will happen to you. But it won't. We're not like that. You only believe that because you've listened to the people who've never spent time with mermaids or mermen. They made up stories out of ignorance and fear. My sisters told me all humans were awful and evil. But now that I've spent time with you and your mother, I know it just isn't true. But now you must help me. I need to get back to the beach and into the water before anyone comes back. They might try to capture me because they don't understand. I'll get Fiona and her dog cart. We'll get you down to the water. And so Fiona and Owen helped Rosalka get back to the water. But that's not the end of their story. Not at all. When Rusalka got home, she told her family the real story behind humankind, that there was bad and good, just like there was under the sea, and we should never be afraid of anyone just because they aren't like us. In the meantime, Magella had finally perfected her spell. She made it possible for Rusalka to have human legs and visit Owen without giving up her voice. She had perfected her spell so well that any mermaid or merman who wanted to could do the same. As it turned out, the humans were happy to welcome them and learn about their world in the ocean. The humans even cleaned up the harbor to make it a healthy place for their new friends and for every living thing in the sea. In return, the sea gave them what they needed to live. Ever after, mermaids and mermen visited the beach often, and other humans came from far-off lands to meet them. Owen became very famous as the young man who made friends with mermaids. Brisalka and Owen remained best friends for the rest of their lives. She spent some of her time in the water with her family, but most of the time she lived in a little cottage by the beach with her friend Owen, Owen's mom, and of course, Fiona. End. Thanks for listening to your classical story time from American Public Media.